This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, Mets fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Mets Up Podcast. Episode number 173. We have a very exciting episode for you guys today. We're starting to drop our spring training interviews. We're going to talk to Dan Vogel back here in a few seconds. If you guys did not see on the feed on International Women's Day, we had a little bit of a women takeover episode. Uh, amazing episode. You guys should definitely go take a listen to it. But we're talking about Daniel Vogel back now because the conversation with him was pretty awesome, right, James? Yeah, it was good to peel back the curtain on Daniel Vogelback, a guy who kind of came to the team last year. We didn't really get to know him super well because he only spent a couple months in the organization, but nice talking to him, nice getting to know him, nice just like sitting down with him and kind of just broing out for a few minutes. Good good conversation with Dan. I also love that when we were done with the interview, you guys won't get this, but he took a deep breath. He's like, whew, that was easy. That was great. You guys were fun. Like we, That's what we want with these players. That's what we're hoping to you know build relationships with them like that, and they'll be excited to come on and talk a little bit more maybe during the season. So without further ado, uh, let's talk to Daniel Vogelback. What's up, Mets fans? Back here with another interview at spring training. You know him well, Daniel Vogelback. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, how's it feel to be back in spring training, back with the boys? Yeah, it feels good. Um, you know, anytime you get back to uh, spring training and be back with the teammates and the guys, um, it's exciting, especially when uh, you come to a group like this. I know you grew up in Florida. Is it fun to be back in your home state? For sure. You know, you're like uh, far enough away from home, but <laughs> close enough to where if you want to go home all the time, you can. Um, but no, I, this is only my second <clears throat> spring training in Florida, so it's yeah. uh, done Arizona my whole career, so it's, it's nice to be back at home. Last year, getting traded from the Pirates, you went from a team that wasn't a contender to a team that's actively trying to win a World Series. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to be wanted by a team that's trying to have that goal? Absolutely. Um, I think what you just said is so big. Anytime you're wanted, um, especially by a team and an organization that's trying to do what they're trying to do, um, it makes you feel good, mm-hmm. um, you know, knowing that you know, they can go out and get whoever they want and they trust in you and they, uh, they want to give you an opportunity, uh, it feels good. We all know New York's a very unique city. Was it like adjusting to New York City in the middle of a season, in the middle of a pennant race? Yeah, it's, uh, especially coming from uh, Fort Myers, uh, it's a little different living, a um, little different uh, than being there. But, um, you know, it was, it was actually easy. Um, the fans and the people and everybody made it really easy, easy transition. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to another year. You played high school ball with a bunch of different great players, but you had Francisco Lindor on one of your teams. So what's your relationship like with Francisco now? Yeah, I've known uh, I've known Francisco since we were 16. Um, and I always tell people uh, he hasn't changed at all in a good way. Um, he's, you know, you, you play against him and you wonder if he's like that all the time, yeah. and he is. Um, he's just a genuine good person. Um, he cares about people um, more than baseball, and... There, uh, there's a reason that you know he uh, not only got the money because of the player he is, but you want that guy on your team. Yeah, we've been down here for a few days. We were at photo day. We were watching you guys work out in the field on, I believe it was Thursday morning, and it's kind of really fun, funny guy when you're with your teammates. Like, what's it mean to have like that kind of lightness in a clubhouse during a grind of a baseball season? Yeah, we play for a long time. We play for <laughs> many months. Um, you know, the the emotional roller coaster of up and down can really get to you. Um, so I just try to, you know, come to the field every day and just 
realize we're still playing a kid's game um, and enjoy it. Uh, don't take advantage of it because, you know, we're not going to play this game forever. Uh, and you never know when it's going to be the end. So just trying to enjoy it and, um, you know, smile and laugh. And uh, when you got good people around you, it's easy to do. Yesterday was, I believe, your first experience with the pitch clock. Yeah. Uh, how was that? Because, I mean, we're seeing Pete Alonso sprinting in. We're seeing <laughs> games being ended on, you know, walk-off yeah. pitch clock. Uh, how have you felt about it so far? It definitely speeds the game up. Yeah. Um, and I think that just like anything else, when it's new, um, it, it's gonna, there's going to be an adjusting period. But I think that once we get used to it and realize, um, you know, what it's for, I think it'll be okay. Um, and it's just... Like anything else, when you do something for so long and then it's changed, it, it, there's definitely going to be an adjusting period. You're also a player who's been shifted against a lot in your career. I think going back the last couple of years, almost three quarters of the time. <clears throat> How do you think the shift ban is going to affect both your game and the game in, as a whole? Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be a lot more hits. Yeah. Um, but I also think that just like anything else, they're going to find ways to, you know, maybe do things that people didn't think they were going to do with the shift. Um, so whether you know, the only difference is they're going to have to give something to get something. So they can't shift everywhere. Mm. But I do think that people are going to shift still in the infield and take away left-handed pull and maybe give up the middle and second base. But it's going to be interesting to see how people play. But there's definitely going to be a lot more hits. Did it feel nice to get one, like, through that first second <laughs> base hole yesterday? Yeah, you look up and you're used to someone standing right there. And, you know, there's, there's a chance now. <laughs> Last year, a picture went viral of you and Pete getting coffee. It was, mm -hmm. a, it was a pretty pretty fun moment. What's it been like building a relationship with him? Yeah, um, I, I know I keep saying it about guys, but uh, Pete's just a good dude. Um, <laughs> and he uh, he's really good at baseball. He's pretty and, good, yeah. Uh, he just cares, you know? He cares. He wants to win. You, you guys see it on the field. Um, he's competitive and everything. He works hard every single day. You see out there take ground balls, and by the time we're done, Pete looks like he played in a sandbox because he's diving <laughs> around and he's, you know, taking everything so seriously. And there's a reason that he's one of the best hitters in the big leagues, and he's going to make a lot of money. Uh, but more than that, you know, every day you see him, he asks you how you're doing, no matter who you are. Um, he cares about you, and it's the reason we win. Our great players are great people. Take us through your daily prep as a designated <clears throat> hitter. Like, how do you stay focused in the game? What are you trying to do in between innings? I like to stay in the dugout and be engaged in the game. Um, it's hard for me to, you know, just not totally be engaged because I feel like I'm not a part of it. Yeah. I'm a guy that, uh, you know, I like to play like a, you know, I caffeine and I play it like a 10 and like I want to be energetic and it's hard for me if I'm not in the game and yeah. I'm like not in the dugout. So I just stay in the dugout and take it as like, you know, I'm in the game. Okay. You've had a legendary eye for your whole career. Going back to some of those years in the Mariners org, you were rocking like 20% walk rates. Mm -hmm. How did you develop that skill? Is that something you've had since childhood or is that something that came on through pro ball? Um, I've always been pretty selective at the plate. Um, I've always kind of had a mindset of um, not swinging at borderline pitches early on, like even if they're strikes, because I always have the mindset of like, I can do the same thing with that pitch with two strikes as I could yeah. now. So. Um, you know, pitching's hard. Those guys are really good, but they make a lot of mistakes. And uh, I'm just trying to look for a mistake that I can hit early. And then, you know, if they make their pitch, sometimes you just got to tip your cap to them. We've been watching you guys practice, and we get to see Buck run practice, which is mm -hmm. really cool from, you know, the outside perspective. What's it been like playing for Buck? Yeah, I don't know that you're going to get to play for a guy that um, knows more baseball yeah. um, and cares more about baseball. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to be doing this. Um, and he does it because he loves it. 
and it's um, it's really really cool to see how engaged he is and how smart he is and nothing gets by him and he's prepared every single day and when a guy when your leader's prepared the way he's prepared you, you want to be prepared yeah what are some things you like to do outside of baseball <clears throat> uh, when I'm home I fish a ton um, I love to fish golf some with my boys and when I'm home in the offseason, no, I just I want to be home. Yeah. Um, I'm a homebody. I'm close to my family, and I just want to take advantage of being home with being gone so much. Yeah. What's your favorite like type of fishing? Because like- um, I backwater, I inshore and offshore fish. Just depends on the weather. Um, grew up inshoring a lot, and then like past four or five years, been doing a lot of offshore. Uh, but you know, the weather will tell you what you can do and can't yeah. do. <laughs> if you weren't a baseball player, what do you think you'd be doing? I always get this question, and I, I don't know exactly, but it'll be something with kids. Um, I love being around kids and um, helping them out. Like, my sister is a special needs kindergarten teacher, um, and we've always, the, uh, my mom was the head of Special Olympics of Florida for a while. So, like, just like stuff like that, like anything to be able to give back and like help kids out is something I enjoy. How are you feeling about this team and the expectations this season? Yeah, um, you know. It's good to have high expectations. Um, you know, if you don't have high expectations, you know, you know, people probably don't think your team's very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can look at it two ways, but I think that uh, with the group of guys we have in there, with the veterans that have accomplished so much in this game um, and won in this game, you know, um, you just follow them and you watch how they go about it. And as long as you do your work, um, you always say, you know, pressure's <clears throat> built upon, if, you know, if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. And I think that this team is, um, that's the last thing we have to worry about is this team being prepared. I know you got yeah. a game to go to, yeah. so thank you so much yeah, for you're joining welcome. us. You're and, uh, thank you guys for yeah. listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thank you, guys. All right, so you guys just heard from Daniel Vogelback. Fantastic interview, as always. Uh, we got another one coming up for you, a little bit of a two-parter here. William Woods, maybe a name a little bit under the radar. I think James could probably give you a little bit more on him, but a, a guy who's trying to make the team right now, relief pitcher, and he's a really nice dude. Yeah, really nice dude. William Woods kind of 
a weird case for us because we were trying to like get to know a lot of these players when we were at picture day during spring training and a lot of guys were like oh yeah the podcast guys sure we'd love to talk to them and william Woods just kind of came around the corner and was like hey what's up guys i'm william and i love podcasts and we're like all right cool nice so good to meet you and we just kind of sat down talked to them shot the breeze a little bit with a player who was probably a little more under the radar someone most fans are not going to know just learn about him learn about him as a player him as a person and excited about it yeah so here you go william woods What's up, Mets fans? Back with another interview here from Port St. Lucie. We have William Woods with us today. Everyone say hi to William. Glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> we met Will, uh, William at Picture Day, and yes. we just had a great conversation together, so we wanted to kind of, you know, teach, talk to you guys about a new Mets. So, William, first of all, something that's kind of silly we like to do in this podcast is give a lot of players nicknames. And our producer, Vito, actually thought of a great one for you. I want to first see if you like it, and two, if you have anything, maybe dip, nickname from your past or something better you think. Billy Hollywood. Billy Hollywood, huh? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really have any preferences. Yeah. Like with my past organization, it was Woody. That it's, makes sense. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. In high school, they used to mess with me. It would be Bill. Yeah. Be like, hey, Bill, and I'm like, <laughs> it was tough. Yeah. But. So maybe no Billy Hollywood then. Yeah. <laughs> you were okay. okay. That's what we asked. No. <laughs> Wanted to make sure before we put it out there into the yeah. world. Absolutely. You Woody. got to uh, pitch last night yeah. in the game. How was that getting back on the mound and just you know? Being ready for spring training. It was really fun. Just being back out there in the atmosphere with the fans and stuff like that. Yeah. Big crowd last night, too. Especially yeah. for a spring training game. With, uh, with, with necessarily working out with your game this spring? Pitch mix, anything? Just feeling comfortable again and confident within myself. Yeah. Because I've had a history of injuries and I'm planning on just never having one of those again. <laughs> I like that. I like Knock that. on wood. <laughs> How do, you, how do you plan not have an injury oh, ever? Wow, knock on wood. Oh. That's good. Hey. hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone watching at home, you saw Will just knock on his – he's William Wood. <laughs> so you got to make your major league debut last season. Uh, what was that like to, you know, finally make it? Yeah, I've said it a, a million times. It was surreal because, like, you just prepare all your life for that one moment. And then when it happens, you're like, now what do I do? So you've got to kind of, like, run with it. Is that like a weird kind of loss of, a, of adrenaline once you do that and then have to do it again? No, I, th I feel like the first, first outing I was just like super uncomfortable because I didn't know what to expect and couldn't hear anything and I was like talking to the catcher. It was just a bunch thrown at me and then the second outing I was completely comfortable. It's not like, because you always get butterflies. Yeah. Like if you, if you don't have butterflies anymore, <laughs> like what are you doing? Yeah. You obviously came to the new team now. What's it like coming into a spring training in a new organization? I honestly kind of enjoy it. Like, it's, it's a challenge getting to know everyone else, all the new people, trying to make good first impressions and, and just learn the team. How was it building relationships with your new teammates? Really cool. Yeah, yeah I like, like almost all of them. So. I mean, all of them, really. Have you had any chance to be around Scherzer and Verlander? I mean, two yeah. Hall of Fame pitchers. So I actually have a funny story. My very first interview in Pro Bowl, um, it was by this like kid in the GCL, and he was interviewing me, and he was like, who did you model your game after? And I was like, Justin Verlander. Good guy. And now I'm like his teammate, yeah. so I'm like, hey. He'd be like, oh, I modeled my game after you. So yeah. Like, cool. <laughs> I haven't talked to him about it, but. We're all similar age here, so we all grew up watching these guys, and they're still in the league, and then your locker room. Like, is it weird to be like, I watched you when I was like a teenager? I thought it would be, but it's not. Hmm. Like, it's, they're just normal people. Yeah. So. Cool. So the reason that we, you know, got to talk to you earlier at Photo Day because we mentioned about the podcast, and you were like, 
podcasts. I love podcasts. Let's talk yeah. about podcasts. What are some of your favorite podcasts that you listen to? Uh, Besides ours, of course. Yeah. Now. Really just anything that I can get information off of. So you like more like kind of like history type stuff like that? Or you like more of the comedy stuff? More probably comedy, like just informative stuff, like whether it's like stock market investing and then mental performance. There was this uh, guy with the Braves, Zach Sorensen, the hard 90. It's like four minutes long. So if you get in the car, you can listen to something about mental performance for like four minutes. What do you like to do when you're not playing baseball? Video games, hang out with family. What I'm game? a big family guy. What games are you playing? Right now, Call of Duty and Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, is, is it good? good? It's really good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that game. Yeah. I haven't gotten my hands on it yet, but yeah. what, what house did you get? Slytherin. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we've, heard, we've heard a lot of the guys in here talk about gaming. Is there any like inter intra-squad gaming that goes on? Not yet, but yeah. there might be. <laughs> so I'll have to keep asking around. Mm. 100%. I mean, I know the game's about to start, yeah. and we won't keep you too long. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming out, and hopefully we get to see you 100%. at some point and yeah. Thanks, talk man. a little bit more. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks, well. All right, there are the interview, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We have an episode coming out on Monday that we want you guys to check out with new radio voice of the Mets, along with Howie Rose. Of course, Keith Rad. That was also a fantastic interview. Uh, super excited for you guys to listen to that. Anything else before we got to go here, James? Nothing. World Baseball Classic getting into action this weekend. Everyone check out Team USA. Saturday evening, Saturday afternoon. Mark probably knows exactly the time of that game, the exact milliseconds. It couldn't be first pitch, but it's going to be a fun event this weekend. Yeah, so we'll see you guys on Monday, and uh, enjoy your weekend.